Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. Something that I think a lot of us have experienced in our life at some point And I think a lot of people, especially around 2020 with the pandemic, more people experience this. And that's the idea of burnout, whether it's burnout through a job or burnout through current events and life circumstances and just how difficult things can get. It's something that so many of us nowadays are experiencing or have experienced that when you're chatting with friends, For me, at least, it comes up very easily and it's something that we can all sort of bond about and something that we wanted to talk about in this episode, the whole idea of burnout and also how burnout may be leading towards a shift in the way we now work or how we will work in the future. What are your thoughts, Dominique? Oh man, I get excited about this topic because with quantum human design, this is really a huge theme of it, how this shift of the way we have worked for past however many years in this place of desiring greater certainty in our lives and fear-based and your value is based off of how much money you have in the bank, what your size is, and all of this just creates so much unnecessary stress within our lives and burnout and how we are now starting to shift into this world of the currency being more on your well-being, physical, emotional. What's your level of health within your well-being? And that is going to be the ultimate way of really looking at the quality of life versus the numbers that we've focused on throughout the years in society. But I know burnout very well. I actually hit burnout at a young age at 28 and I fried my nervous system. I developed a nervous system disorder because I never listened to my body. I actually had a bad habit of dissociating and that was something that came about from my childhood as a way to cope and protect myself. But that led to me ignoring signals in my body when I needed more rest. Because of that, I hit burnout developed nervous system disorder. And I've been working most of my life since then to create balance and greater awareness because it just, it up-leveled my life. Yeah. And so many of us have this experience because in our society, we are taught to prioritize work over almost everything that what we do and our productivity is the most important thing. I experienced burnout for the first time, but I didn't know that's what it was around the same time you did in my late 20s, I was in graduate school. And that's when I got diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder. And graduate school was very difficult, a very 
challenging time in my life just because of how demanding it was. And I just ignored it and kept pushing through. And then once graduate school finished and I started working, it felt like a little bit of a more easeful life because working was so much easier than being in school. But I eventually experienced burnout in my job after working 11 years in public education. And it just sort of came to a head for me in a really emotional way. I had this like big emotional release at work for seemingly no reason. And it was the beginning of a school year. And I felt like I couldn't move forward. I didn't want to be doing this anymore. It just hit me like a ton of bricks. And I did finish out that school year, but that's the year that we planned and started making the momentum happen for us to move to Spain. So I was a little drastic in how I fixed my burnout is moving to a new country. But hey, it worked for me. And every day I try to avoid ever feeling like that feeling again. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get a taste of that feeling. And one thing for myself, I used to hold so much judgment and shame around the fact that I was not energetic the way so many of my peers and relatives were. They could keep going and going and going. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm exhausted, but I have to keep going because this is the way it's done in our world. And from a human design lens, and we've talked a lot about how you and I are projectors. Projectors are energies that are not meant to be energizer bunnies. We actually have our energy reserved for guiding and supporting, not doing so much of the work that a lot of generators, which is 70% of the population are generators. And that's why as projectors, we can feel very alone and unusual because most of the world is energetic and energized to do the work of building and creating. And for us as projectors, we reach burnout at a much younger age. And it's typically around the age of 28, 29 for projectors. And I have a couple of other projector friends who have had major health issues around the same age. And I've seen this pattern where it's within the Saturn return to, if you're familiar with astrology, when that Saturn return occurs, if we are not living in alignment with our energetic needs, shit's going to hit the fan. It is the universe shocking us into awareness of how we're out of alignment. And this is where a lot of the health issues can potentially start to pop up is within that age range of the Saturn return. And so as I have learned more about being a projector and given myself grace for not being able to work as hard as what other people are able to, that's been a huge shift within my own life, but it's something I struggle greatly with still. I don't have definition in a lot of my centers. And when we think of burnout, that can come mostly from the root center and the sacral. And they're the two squares at the very bottom, kind of stacked on top of each other. And the body graph chart, look at those two. The root center is a pressure center and it's the pressure to get things done. So if you have an open root center, and I do, yours is defined though, which I think is really fascinating. But with an open one, you could have this never ending list of to-dos that you're never getting through and you feel this constant pressure to do, do, do. And the sacral just above it, that's where work and life force energy 
So if it's open, do you know when enough is enough? Are you trying to keep up with sacral beings who have that defined? And that's very much how I spent a lot of my life. And I still have to really keep my awareness on that, knowing when enough is enough, because I can easily burn out. When we lived in Spain, this whole idea of burnout, especially within our society here in the United States, became a little bit more apparent to me, even so, because of how much in our society in the U.S. we prioritize work over life. Working is more important than living. We don't make as much time for play, for joy, for spending time with friends, which in Spain, they still very much prioritize those things. In addition to working, there's just more of a natural balance there because of the way their society is set up. People go out and see friends multiple times during the week. And it was just a glaring difference to me as to why so many of us in the U.S. might be going through something like this. Certainly, the state of the economy doesn't help when you see yourself working the same, but you're earning less money. Your money doesn't go as far. You're putting in more hours of work and you're not reaping those financial benefits that we used to have in the past before the economy was in the state that it's currently in. So it's interesting to look at our society compared to other societies and maybe ways that we can try to consciously be a little bit more in touch with ways to stave off this burnout. Yeah. And it sounds like as you're saying this for me, what's coming up is getting clear on core values. And I feel like overseas, their values are more focused on relationships or family and not so much on materialistic things or certainty when it comes to that drive for us to want more and more to have more control over our lives or sense of control sometimes. So it sounds like part of it too is the values. And I've seen this as well because my family is European. When I've gone to Bulgaria and other countries, it's the same thing. They prioritize their downtime, their quality with relationships and friends and slowing down and savoring the present moment because that's all you have control over really that's all you have is that present moment and it was such a beautiful thing for me to see this starting at a very young age as well and thinking like wow why doesn't everyone do this why don't we do this in america and i would ask my dad that because he's from bulgaria and he's like i know unfortunately the priorities are different and our society doesn't make it easy for us to prioritize the things that we really, really want sometimes. We could say, oh yeah, don't burn out, don't work as much. Well, okay, how am I supposed to provide for myself, my family, if I'm not working 50 hours a week or whatever it may be? So we do get placed in this hard situation where it's this balance we try to figure out to not hit burnout. And I certainly struggled with this in the beginning because I needed certain income, but one thing that I found really helpful was taking small moments of downtime for myself. We all can find five or 10 minutes in our day for ourselves and to start that practice, that process of 
slowing down and just being instead of doing and getting out of that doing mode and allowing, whether it's meditation, sitting in silence, do a little bit of stretching, do some breathing, find five or 10 minutes a day to start this practice of being, to start to change that burnout mode that we can so easily get stuck in. And that's one of those baby steps that I started to follow in order to create some change when I felt like I, I would never be able to get where I wanted to be. That's really great. Speaking from the Enneagram lens about burnout, your type is one of the types. Well, first of all, all Enneagram types can experience burnout, of course, because it's something anyone can experience. But there are some types that tend to be more oriented toward people pleasing. It's within the relational style triad. And it's the attachment group, which are types three, six, and nine, which Dominique, you're a type nine. Mm -hmm. So because of their tendency to be people pleasers, they might struggle more with boundaries at work. Specifically for type three, they really want to be accepted and seen as high achieving. So they are going to put in all those extra hours in order to have that success they desire and to be seen as successful. The image of success is important for them. For type six, they tend to adhere to authority and they really don't want to let the authority person or boss figure down, nor do they want to let their team down because they're very collaborative. And so they give a lot of themselves at work, which we know can lead to burnout. And then for type nine, Nines really want to keep the peace. So a lot of times they just don't speak up and advocate for themselves when they know they aren't feeling their best. They are a lower energy type anyway. So they naturally struggle with that traditional hustle culture that we have here in the U.S. and that so many of us are accustomed to. You have the double whammy, Dominique, of being yeah. a type nine and a projector. <laughs> And a projector with only two centers to find. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that resonates. <laughs> That's fascinating. And I like how you mentioned too that any one of us can hit burnout. We all have that potential. And that's the same thing when we look at human design, because so many people can sometimes get stuck in these systems saying like, oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. No, you have all of the chart in human design. You have access to every part of it because it is every potential for the human experience. There's greater themes that you may have come up within your life, which are supposed to be opportunities for learning. And we can always show shadow side of areas that are even defined. So anyone can hit burnout. If you are living out of alignment with your authentic self, when you're not fully valuing yourself and recognizing just how you being alive makes you a beautiful creature and you deserve to rest and to be happy. You don't have to have a specific type or anything highlighted in your chart to feel deserving of it. We all deserve what it is that we're desiring to create a better world. Now that so many more of us are becoming aware of burnout or wanting to avoid ever reaching burnout, have you seen any shifts with how we currently work or within the human design system? Are there shifts that you know of that could be coming in the future to help better support us in having more balance in our lives? Yeah, I think that first off, the more people are becoming aware of this shift of no longer it being like a money game, but more of a wellness. What's your level of well-being? The more we can start living according to that and then be 
these role models for other people, because I think it's very much contagious when people start to see you living a life that you are truly desiring and being authentic to yourself. They start to think like, oh, wow, maybe I can do the same thing. And even with me starting my coaching business, I saw other coaches doing it. I saw the freedom that they were experiencing, the contribution the love, the growth that they were experiencing within their own lives. And I was like, I want that. And I can do that. It's just a matter of me shifting my mindset and not saying like, oh, I'm not smart enough to do this because I only know physical therapy because that's where my education is. I know I'm so much more than that and I have more to give. And so it was a matter of shifting my mindset and saying, you know what? No, I want to make my own schedule. I want to have more openness in my schedule so I can care for my well-being because that is going to allow me to care for others more greatly than I could ever imagine and to the desire that I was craving. And I think that's one of the biggest points in all of this and the future of the work landscape in general going forward is getting out of this idea that has sustained in our culture for hundreds of years that we exchange our time for work. So you work X number of hours a week and we pay you X number of dollars or you work X number of days a year and we pay you this salary. And that is changing. We are seeing more and more business models where people are exchanging their expertise for money or exchanging a completed project for money. It's not about how much time you put mm -hmm. into the project. It's about, did you get the project done? And if you did, you get paid for it. And that is changing this really confining, narrow idea of how we valued time for money in mm -hmm. regards to our work in the past. Yeah. And AI is going to change all of this drastically very quickly because AI, artificial intelligence, is going to start taking over more and more jobs. I saw a statistic. I don't know how accurate it is. It was online, so you never know. That in May alone, just the month of May this year, AI already eliminated 4,000 jobs in the U.S. Oh, my gosh. I mean, and I feel like that's just going to exponentially keep increasing month by month because AI keeps getting better and better and better each month. Yeah, it saddens me. It blows my mind. But yeah, I, ultimately, I think also is we can, at least for myself, I got stuck, like I had mentioned in this thought of my education is all that I have, when in reality, is through my own life experiences that I have been able to teach the greatest lessons and which has become my job, my business, not what I learned in school, but through my own struggles and challenges and my tenacity to push through, to learn how to regulate my nervous system, to beat the anxiety that I was experiencing. And because I tried it all, I did it all. The knowledge that I gained from that is now what I get to teach and share. I didn't learn any of that just from schooling. And I had that mindset of that's all I can offer is what I have learned in school. And so I say this because so many of the listeners out there have gone through experiences that have created such a foundation of knowledge that you could share with the world to bring tremendous change 
So if you're someone who's thinking like, oh, I have to be stuck in this job forever and continue to be burnt out, I challenge you to think of what can you teach, give to the world? What could you create based off of your experiences, your knowledge that you learned along the journey of life that could change someone's own life? And I think all in all, what we all want is just more meaning in the work we do and realizing and understanding that our inherent value isn't in our work, but the more of ourselves that we can put into our work, the more value other people are going to get out of it. 100%. And it's really about what kind of love can we strengthen in the world what kind of shift can we begin to create just one by one? And you and I, Carrie, are part of this shift. And I am so grateful that I get to do this alongside you and bring our listeners along the journey as well. We feel very strongly about overcoming this life of burnout that we all struggle with and are faced with and why we preach so much about cultivating greater love within ourselves, for ourselves, and within society and across the world. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.